Hi guys. Today we've got another 10 points in 10 minutes with Jen Bellamu. Bell Jen, take it away. All right. So I wanted to talk about the 10 points that I find I live my life by um, with my sobriety, how I stay not just sober, but how I stay happy, how I stay grounded, how I stay healthy, and how I can spread my light and my love to others. Um, for me, the number one is connect. I have to stay connected to people. I have to stay connected to people that have substance use disorder. I have to stay connected to people that don't have substance use disorder because I learn from them too. Um, I, I don't ever want to forget where I came from or the experiences that I had um, to get where I'm at. So that's my very number one. I'm very, very connected in the community. I, um, it, you know, in and out of, of sobriety, I'm very connected to the community because I find that to be the first and foremost important thing, talking about it, talking about it, talking about it is so important for me. Um, another, the, the second one that I had down is positive thoughts. You know, it took me a long time in my sobriety to get to the point where I would do positive self-talk. You know, um, I, I think we're all our worst critics. And I was always very, very hard on myself um, and said, well, I would just tell myself the most horrible things. You know, <laughs> I, I remember my mom saying to me years ago, she was like, I hope you never treat your friends the way you treat yourself because I just had so many negative thoughts and, and I would tell myself, you know, so many negative things. And so for me, positive self-talk is really, really important. I started doing um, this, this past year, mostly, I got trained and I facilitate a SMART recovery meeting, which stands for self-management and recovery training. And it's all about, it's science-based, and it's all about positive thoughts. It's all about self-talk and, and thinking positively. And when I started, you know, really diving into that years ago in my sobriety, even before I started SMART, uh, it, it changed my life. It, it just, you know, I started to be gentle to myself. I started to um, appreciate myself. I started to see my value. And then I started attracting people exactly like I am. Um, I know that we attract what we think of ourselves. And so when I was thinking badly of myself, I was attracting negative people. When I'm thinking positive about myself, I attract positive people. And so I think positive thoughts are very, very important. Um, my third one that, that I find so, so important is healthy eating. It's funny because I'm a bit of a chubby girl. And so you would think that I don't eat very healthy, but I actually eat really healthy. I just, um, you know, both of my parents were heavy and, and chubby people have chubby kids. So <laughs> it's in my genes, but I do eat very healthy. A lot of people tell me that, you know, I look very young for my age. I'll be 49 this year. And uh, I don't think that I look 49. And I contribute that to a lot of healthy eating. So, you know, I make um, a protein smoothie every morning with a lot of spinach in it. 
and I drink tons of water. I eat mostly plant-based. I do eat some meat, but mostly plant-based. Um, and so, you know, I take lots of vitamins and I'm just very, very healthy uh, as far as my eating habits. And I'm able to, you know, I'm, I'm a recovery coach at a high school. And so being having that knowledge of health uh, I, I worked at Whole Foods for four years and having that knowledge of health, I'm able to pass that on to my, my students that are in recovery. And so it's a, a really good skill. Um, okay, so I continue to learn. My fourth one is continue to learn and evolve. And I was uh, just in a, a all-day addiction study institute um, program today on Zoom. And for me, it's, you know, I think that it's important to start to continue to learn and grow and evolve. You know, I, I still do 12-step um, meetings, but I also do smart recovery because, you know, smart recovery talks about dealing with our trauma. And, and I think that that's super important. So, you know, I'm all for bringing in something new, something that's going to better me. Um, I don't do that stuff constantly because sometimes I just want to laugh and I don't want to constantly think that I have to keep bettering myself because I'm pretty good right where I'm at. Um, I'm happy where I'm at, but there's always room to grow. I feel like there's always, always room to grow. Um, I put in here, uh, exercise and laughter. And so for me, exercise and laughter go hand in hand because so like I can tell you, um, one time in my teenage years, I was doing some volunteer service and my mom and I were in this, this, um, this training and the trainer knew who we were. And, and he said, he was talking about the pendulum of emotions. And he said, well, people don't cry every single day and people don't. And then on the other end of the pendulum, people don't laugh hysterically every single day. And then he looked over at my mom and I, and he said, "Never mind." Because in my family, my family are goofballs and we do, you know, I mean, just last night, my daughter and I have a 13 year old daughter and we were laughing hysterically. We just, we have a good time every day. There's not a day that goes by that. Now there were back in my using in my drinking days, there are many days that I cried every day. Um, but it's very rare that I cry now but I do laugh hysterically every single day. And for me, that's exercise for my soul. It's exercise for my face. And, um, you know, and as far as exercise, exercise, I, uh, I'm in Taekwondo and I just got my poom belt, which is the belt right before black. So I said, uh, it takes about a year to get your black belt. And my goal is to be a black belt before I'm 50. So I'm right on track for that. That's uh, one of my bucket list things. And um, so, you know, that exercise, I look forward to that. I go three times a week. I can't wait to get there. Um, you know, that, that they talk about that runner's high. I, I have that Taekwondo high. You know, by the time I'm done with my class, I'm sweating. And I feel like I've just showered in my own sweat. And I've got that, that all my endorphins have been released and I feel that, that calm and ease and comfort that I was always looking for in drugs and alcohol, except it's coming through exercise now. And it's absolutely fantastic. 
Um, I think that exercise helps with sleep. It helps with mood. It helps with, you know, keeping your body lubricated and it just helps with everything. And so I think exercise is really, really super important, no matter what it is. It took me a long time to find what I wanted to do. You know, I did kickboxing for a couple of years. I did yoga. I did all kinds of things. But um, my niche is Taekwondo. Who would know? I never would have guessed that. I've done all kinds of different things. And I love Taekwondo. That's my sport. So um, number six, I said, love deeply. I think that, you know, loving deeply and loving people exactly where they're at. It's taken me a lifetime to get there, to not be a judgmental person, but to just love people where they're at. You know, um, I have family members that are not in recovery, family members that were in recovery and are now not in recovery. And I had to learn how to not judge them, but to just love them. And, and that works. That works for me and it works for them. Um, you know, I found a meme a while ago and I put it on my, my Instagram. I have an Instagram that's recovery coach Jen. And it says, I'm going to spend the rest of my life trying to help people feel less broken. And I really, really feel that. I feel that deeply. Um, I feel like that's my calling and that's what makes me feel good um, to just People have always described me as the most unjudgmental person. You know, people have come to me with their deepest, darkest secrets because they knew that I would love them no matter what and that I wasn't going to judge them. And I think that that is a gift. I think it's something hard and it's not something that I was born with. It's something I had to learn to do. And I'm happy and I am grateful that I did learn that because my life is so much richer because of it. I have so many, you know, when people say, how many up close personal friends do you have? I have so many and they're actual up close, like, like people that I could go six months without talking to like Mr. Neff here. And then we pick up as if we never left off, you know, as if we, we were just connected the entire time it makes my light inside of me so shine so much brighter when, when I'm loving and accepting and non-judgmental of people and love them right where they're at. So I think loving deeply and fiercely is absolutely imperative for my sobriety. Um, I have, have a pet, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've always had a pet. There's been periods in my life when I didn't, when I first moved here to Columbus, Ohio, I lived in an apartment where I couldn't have pets and I grew up with pets. I grew up on, on a little farm and we always had pets and, and I went without having any pets in this apartment and I was so incredibly lonely. And like right now at the current moment, we only have a dog. Um, but I remember my mom telling me, years ago when my daughter started, you know, collecting pets, we had a hamster and a dog and a lizard and, you know, a bird. And we had like all these things. And uh, she was like, see, it's going to come around and get you. It's it, it, revenge. And the funniest part is she thought that that would bother me because growing up, I had everything, you know, everything from turtles to, I had a pet raccoon. I had everything out there on the farm. I had a duck, I had all kinds of stuff. And um, she was always like, oh, there's so many animals in this house. Well, anyway, 
she thought that that it was a revenge for me to have all these pets. And I was like, I'm okay with it. Like, I, I, I'm the one that sometimes encourages my daughter to get more pets. <laughs> because I just think that, you know, like the dog that we have now, I look forward to seeing her every day when I come home. And she just makes me so happy. And uh, I, I just think that, you know, if, if you are a pet person, now there's some people that are not pet people. And if you're not pet people, maybe you can try a plant because plants can be your friends too. I have, I have some amazing plants that absolutely love me and they bloom continuously for me. So plants can work too. Um, but if you, if you are a pet person, I definitely recommend a pet. Um, and then I have uh, nine is self-care. So I think that self-care, you know, I, I didn't even really know where to put that on the list because it probably should be number one. And it's something that I continuously, continuously try to work on. I am probably the worst person for self-care. Um, it's vitally, 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 imperatively important. And I think it's the one thing that a lot of people in recovery lack. Um, I'm, I'm learning how to do it. It's just, it's going to be a lifetime, you know, a lifetime of learning. Um, but it, it's coming along, but it's definitely, it's, it's like one of those things, you know, and in one of the 12 step programs, they say, uh, you know, that you've, you've got to, you, you can't help others unless you can help yourself and, and you got to take care of yourself first. And, you know, they preach this stuff. They tell you that, but actually applying it is a whole nother ball game. But it's definitely something, you know, that I have learned over the years. And it's hard being a mom too, you know, because I want everything for my kid. I want my kid to have everything that I never had and, and, and then some. And so it's hard to discipline myself to, to do self-care, but, but I'm learning as I go along. I definitely am. Um, I have uh, 10 is a, I think I skipped one. 10 is a vacation. I think vacation. So I just recently, last week, I just got back from um, New Mexico and this goes right along with self-care. So that was my first vacation in six years and talk about lack of self-care. So um, I had a job and at a treatment center and I lost that job. And when I lost that job and took another job, I uh, was getting paid so much less. And so I took my, all of my vacation, my four weeks of vacation, I took out in pay. And then I was at this other job for four years. And then I got hired for the current job that I'm at. And, um, and the current job that I'm at paid more, but I was contracting. I was only working 20 hours a week. So I needed to make up that money difference. So all of my vacation time that I had at this job at Whole Foods, I had to take it a payout again. And so it literally added up to six years of no vacation time. And I am here to tell you, that is not a good thing to do to yourself. That's really, really not a good thing to do to yourself. Um, so I say take vacations because I went to New Mexico with my daughter and my mom to visit my aunt and uncle. And they live on a golf course and they're in their 60s and 70s. And I am here to tell you, 
I had more fun on that vacation. We didn't do anything special. We just went out golfing. We rented a golf cart and let my daughter, my 13 year old drive it. I thought my life might be in danger for a minute there, but we did have fun. Um, we, we used my uncle's crossbow and target shot. Um, we went, we went geoding, you know, caving because there's lots of rocks and stuff in, in New Mexico. Um, my aunt and uncle are plant-based. So we ate lots of plant-based Mexican food, homemade. We never ate out one day we were there. We, we made our food at home every day. And I mean, and we walked, they had three dogs. We walked the dogs day and night so that they could, you know, get their exercise. And um, so, and, and we went to the gym because my aunt and uncle are huge workout people. So, you know, I lost six pounds, ate fantastic food, laughed absolutely positively, hysterically, like to the point where we were crying, laughing every day and had the most wonderful time. And I'm like, why would I not insist on doing that at least once a year? That's crazy. You know, vacation is so, that's our time for respite. That's our time for rejuvenation, um, renewal. And, and it's so vitally, vitally important. Uh, so definitely vacation. And then my last point is, for me, it's obvious, but I, I guess I just have to say it. And it's helping others. So I know for me, when I'm helping others, whether I'm not just talking about in recovery, I'm talking about when you come down to the end of the ramp and you see a homeless person, somebody that's got a sign out, instead of having that guilt in, your, in yourself and looking away from them, look at them, if, even if you don't have anything to give them, just smile. I make eye contact. That's the one thing when I was working with the homeless people for a while, that they would say that people don't give them eye contact. They treat them like they're not human. Like they're, like they shouldn't be, and I think that it's people's guilt, you know, that maybe, maybe they're afraid they're going to be approached by the person if they make eye contact or, or maybe they're going to feel their own guilt of why they don't have anything to give to them. Or I'm not sure why, but I learned a long time ago that those people, all they need is for somebody to acknowledge their human existence and smile at them and let them know that they matter too you know, that they matter too. And so I just really feel like helping others, no matter what it is, even if it's a smile, if it's opening a door, you know, I, I know when I hear stories from my mom, when my daughter's doing stuff, when I'm not around and, and she'll tell me how, you know, her and her friend were at the store with my mom and, and, and they saw this lady that needed help with her groceries, put in her car and, and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't take money to help people. It just takes us to take a few seconds of not being in our own head, in our own space. You know, it's, it's just thinking more about others than about ourselves. And, and we can do that and it's fleeting. For me, it's connection. It's connection to another human being. Um, it, it's, it's, it's showing that, that your energy can exchange with others. I love to exchange my energy. It's, for me, it's like a soul massage. You know, when, when my, when my energy connects to another, it's a soul massage. It feels so good. Um, and so those are, those are my 10 points. Those are the things that keep me, you know, super happy and super connected and 
feeling deep love and keeps me bright and keeps my light. My brother says all the time, he's like, Jen, when you walk into the room, it's like somebody lit up the sunshine. And people have always told me that. Um, I think for a while in my addiction, my light was dimmed, but it, I got it back pretty quickly and, and I continue to spread it. And so those are my points. <laughs> and I want to I want to thank um, Stefan for letting me be part of this. And thank you. It is an absolute honor, Jen. You're a, a gorgeous, gorgeous person, uh, a wonderful human being. And indeed, you shine this beautiful, you have this beautiful vibe around you. And that is exactly what we need in this world. So here's Jen Bellamy with 10 points in a little bit more than 10 minutes. But hey, who is counting? <laughs> <laughs> you guys out there, stay strong and look after yourself. Jen, look after yourself. Bye. Bye.